0: Well, Christmas is almost here, and that's what we've been talking about. That's what we're going to talk about this week and next week. It's kind of a little two-part uh, series, if you will. And uh, I want to ask you the question first. Uh, you know, my little clicker thing got left back there. Can one of you guys run it up to me, please? Uh, I want to ask you, what's the greatest gift that you could get? What, what is it that you really, really want this year? Thanks, Mike. What is it that you really want this year? And and that's not working, so we need to get that on there. This PowerPoint doesn't always work correctly. So what is it that you really, really want for Christmas? Money? Money? I love money. You know, I said that because one of my grandkids, uh, I was sitting having breakfast with them one day, and and the, he's three, right? And he says, I love money. <laughs> Just like out of nowhere. I love money. And I said, okay. <laughs> so, and I told him, you know, I gave him a, you know, one hour Bible study about loving God and loving money. And it was really more like a one, you know, 20 second. You know, loving God and loving money, you can't do the same thing at the same time. So do you love God or do you love money? And he says, oh, I love God. So we got that straightened out. Maybe. So what else? What else did you? Uh, what else did you want? I didn't hear those other things because I was thinking about money. Your list. Lift. Oh, your lift. Okay. Yeah, I like that. He needs a lift. He needs a lift. <laughs> There's that guy. That guy needs help. <laughs> we all need a lift, Larry. I'm sorry, but what else? Yes. Yeah, yeah, wow. Wow. We'll pray for that too when we pray here in a second for Glenn. Glenn Sr. or Jr.? Sr. Senior. Senior. Some of the stuff in this life is tough too. You know, this time of year kind of we kind of brings it out. Anybody else have something that you really want? How about you guys up here in the front? A pu- Sorry, dad. It's not happening, man. Sometimes the answer is no. What about you? Oh boy. You know, what you know, what is it that would 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 make you really really happy? That's that's kind of you know, this Christmas thing. You know, it it's uh, it's become really kind of commercialized, right? We all know that, right? But but I can think back to you know when I was a kid, you know, and it you kind of get this thing where I really want, I want, I want, and you kind of think, and then when it doesn't happen, you get what? Disappointed. Really disappointed, and it's like it's just like what it happens here, but. It's cuz it's cuz of the things that we think we really want and need. We think that will really make me happy if I get that. But sometimes I don't think that, you know, if it's a car, if I just had that car, if I just had that house or that spouse. Hey, those rhymed. Or no spouse, you know, if I just had then I would be so happy and that's what I'm going to pray for Christmas. That's what I'm going to ask for for Christmas. Right Now, the context, of course, for us as Christians, we celebrate the birth of Christ. That's the context for us as believers. So the greatest gift ever, the greatest gift ever, we're talking about here. And today I want to, want to talk about the greatest gift ever to us. And what is it? It's Jesus. That's really... The context, again, is the birth of Christ, and we'll see. So why don't we open our Bible sec- to Luke chapter 2, the second chapter of Luke. Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 8. Uh, I don't know about you, whenever I read these verses, though, I hear Charlie Brown in the back of my head. Linus, Linus right, and from the Charlie Brown s- story, right? I just, it just natural to hear those voices, and I do hear voices sometimes. (laughs) Verse 8, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this celebration that we, as Christians and believers, we celebrate the birth of Jesus, our Savior. Lord, we, we think of all the things that we think we need, we think we want. We think of all the, 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 the pain and suffering in this world but what we really need is Jesus. Like we sang this morning, give me Jesus. In all the different times of our lives, give me Jesus. We pray for Glenn uh, this morning as well, Lord, in the, the situation he's in. And, and I don't know all the details, but we pray you'd be there with him right at this time, this uh, very serious time, Lord. Touch him, touch his body, touch his spirit. That he might know your presence there with him. As we talked about last week, that you're always there, Jesus. When we call out to you, you're always there. You'll never leave us or forsake us if we're following you, if we're one of yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So much in this story. You know, there's so many things we could look at, all of them really. But, you know, that, that he's the Savior, right? Today in the town of David, a Savior is born, is born to you. He's Christ the Lord. We see that there's great joy. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And then later it says, on earth peace to men. We see these things that joy and peace comes from where? It comes from the Savior. It comes from Jesus coming into the world. Not only coming into the world, though, it really needs to go beyond that, right? He needs to come into our lives. He needs to come into our own hearts. He needs to come into our homes. Jesus, Christ the Lord. You know, the most famous verse in the Bible is what? Is that true? John three sixteen. the most famous. And, and how do you know that? Because when you watch a football game, the guy at the end... Behind the end zone. Do you ever see that? Isn't isn't so much as it used to be at every time you'd see a guy back there with John 3.16. And I don't know what he was trying to say. But you then you still have to go and look up John 3.16, right? But but many people know what John 3.16 says, and, and most of you here probably could quote it. But again, the context is what we're celebrating here. As believers, at this time of years, what, we, what we're trying to uh, be, have a focus in our hearts and lives is, is this, right? The greatest gift at Christmas is, is God sending His Son for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, right? That's really what we're celebrating, that the greatest gift is, is that God gave us His Son. God sent us His Son into the world. That's the greatest gift ever. For us. But not only for us. Here in the verse it says, God so loved who? The world. world. It's not just for us as believers. It's for all. It's for any who would come. Any who would say yes to the Savior, to Jesus. He's kind of made it simple for us, really. We make it complicated. Well... You know, you need to do all these things. You need to clean up your life, your act. You need to get it all together. And then maybe you can come and, and, and have a relationship with God. Have you ever heard that kind of talk before? Well, you know, if only you would do this. No. What we need to do is what it says right here. Believe in Him. Whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whoever no matter who it is. Now, you can't force these things on the world around you. I know that. You know, it, you can't force people to say Merry Christmas and we're going to fight about that. And, and, you know, whether you have a, you know, a, a manger scene on your lawn or... You can't fight about all those things. But, but there's something about having Jesus in your life. And, and you know, I, uh, we were... We went to a restaurant the other day and, you know, we said Merry Christmas to the guy and he said Merry Christmas stuff. and I said, yeah, you know, we, we have a lot of stuff going on, we're going to celebrate the birth of Christ and he kind of went like this, you know, I exaggerate a little bit, but it was kind of like that. But for us as believers, and I wouldn't say, you know what, you, you need to, you need to be celebrating the birth of, Christmas is all about the birth of Jesus and I'm going to grab him by the throat and, you know, like what good is that going to do? You know, but people see that for us, is something different. I'm celebrating the birth of Jesus. Why? Because it's the greatest gift ever. Amen. Amen. Now, I have a list. I thought he said list. He said lift, but I thought he said list because he had a big, long list. I've got a list. You know, we all have lists, the things we want. But what do we really need? Ultimately, what do we really need? We need Jesus. It's the greatest gift ever. That's the greatest gift at this time of year. You know, as I was thinking about these things, and I was thinking about all the things, I was just reflecting all the things that have been given to me. All the things that have been given to me in my life. And, and you know, that old you know, that, hymn, you know, count your blessings, you know, name them one by one and, and see all the things that God has done. But I had to think about this, and 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 just there's so many things that, that I've been given and the first thing is just life itself you know 61 years ago I was given life right i, I wouldn't be standing here today i wish it was 41 <laughs> but it's 61 years and and i you know 61 is the new 21 that's what they say you know i don't Who makes up those lines anyways? Somebody who wishes they were younger. 61 is the new 61, okay? Let's just get that straightened out right now. But I'm here. I'm standing. I'm alive. My heart is beating. You say, well, what's so big about that? We know that. We can see you. You're just as ugly as you ever were. But the truth is, I had a twin sister, and some of you know that. I had a twin sister when I was born, and, and, and I was born first. Just get that straight. But she was born, and, and she only lived six hours. So that could have been me, right? I could have been the one, you know, that, that and she had a hole, a hole in her heart, and, and back then, you know, back in the 1800s, they, didn't, they weren't able to, you know, to fix it. Today, they would be able to, you know, take care of it. I was given this opportunity to be here on this planet for 61 years. This is a gift. Life. It doesn't mean it's not easy, not hard sometimes. Sometimes it's very hard, very difficult. I was given a wife 38 years ago. She's not here today. She's not feeling well. 38 years I was given this wife. Now, you know, again, I'm talking about gifts. And this is what we're talking about, a gift, things that have been given to you. We're going to see that it's not something we deserve, not something we earn. This is what grace is. Grace is getting something that you do not deserve, that you did not earn. These are things that have been given to me. I was given this wife. I didn't deserve her. She, you heard her in the back last week. She said she's a scrapper. <laughs> you know. Wait till I get home. <laughs> I'm a scrapper too. Scrap metal. I was given four kids. You know, I, I, I was given kids to take care. Of. Now, that's another story. What can you say about that? Those of you that have kids, you know. I'm not going to say anything more about that. I was given these kids. You know, Just say it the way you say it. I was giving these kids. Now, grandkids, I can say, man, I was giving grandkids. That is awesome, right? That is incredible. Because you send them home when you're all done. Even if it is only upstairs. (laughs) You know, we have nine, and we have one more uh, uh, due in February. That's going to make ten. And... It's just amazing, and they're, they are a gift. I can't even talk about it. I'll start to cry. So we'll move on to friends. I'm not so sure about this one. Maybe I have a few. You know, I joke about with when, when someone says, you know, I joke about it with them. They say, you know, my friend told me, and I said, you have friends? You have friends? And sometimes they don't know I'm joking, so they say, what I meant to say was, I wish I had a friend. You know, like Charlie Brown. Man, I don't got any friends. I'm all alone in the world. And, and so one or two friends can really be a gift, right? Yes. To have a friend. You're not going to have a hundred friends. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If you think you have a hundred friends, you have got a hundred friends. You might know a hundred people. I'm talking about friends, though. One or two that you have actual friends, you know. And that is a gift, really. And, and, and I think it's also, say this here, for us to give ourselves to someone else to be a friend as well. It goes two ways, right? I have been given the opportunity and the blessing of this fellowship. This fellowship, from, from its beginning, moving out here in 1988, is a gift, it's a gift. God gave this to us. For me to be a part of this is incredible. I, I just, it, it, when I stopped to sit and think, like, how could it, how can this be? Well, because it was a gift. I didn't, you know, New England wasn't waiting for me to come, right? But God said, you go, I've got something. 1988, that's almost 30 years, right? I remember uh, I was given a piano. I want to give you this story because it was, it was, a, it was such a blessing. It was at church, and uh, a piano was given by the church to me, and, and it was given on Christmas Day in 1994. Now, were any, of you, were any of you here in 1994? Okay, so a few of you were here in 1994. Do you remember this? And, and uh, for those of you that weren't here, you know, we were at Cedar Hill Elementary School in Warwick, and, and uh, I, I had no clue what was going on. But, but, but you know, we moved out in 1988 and, and never had a piano. I had a piano back home, and we had, you know, played piano back home, but didn't have one. And I really wanted one. And I was actually, I was visiting the music stores, and, and I went to over to Al Trombetti's Music, which I don't even think is there anymore. And, and I saw this keyboard, this Roland piano, and I said, wow, that's really nice. It's just like way too much more than I could ever think about buying. And somehow Bill Saravo kind of, I think, uh, headed this up, and those of you that know Bill. And uh, he somehow heard, he probably got the information out of me somehow, and then went there. And he got people together, and they went and purchased this piano. And on Christmas Day, 1994, it was a Sunday morning. Uh, they come walking in with this giant box, mm-hmm. and I go, "Like, what is going on?" And it was it was the most incredible. It was the it was the most incredible thing because it 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 meant a lot to me. It was very very special. Now, a couple more things I, I want to mention that have been given this, this place here where we're meeting today. This is a gift. It's a gift. Eight years it's been now. Seems like yesterday we just came here, you know, but it's been eight years. That's a long time. Eight years. After being portable, we were a portable church for almost 20 years, really, like 18 years. Packed the stuff in the truck unpack the stuff, pack it back up again, you know, just that whole thing. And it was fun. We enjoyed it and everything. But, but this is a gift. God gave us this, this place to have, to be here. And, and warm. He gave us chairs. Incredible. One more thing, uh, places to live. I, I was thinking, you know, God has given to us places to live all over the planet, really. All kinds of different places to live and every one of them was special. A place to live is a gift. The place we live in now is a gift. But, but I think the one that kind of sticks out for me is One Arnold's Neck in Warwick. And, and uh, I, I, I uh, pardon the pun, but I say it sticks out because we lived at One Arnold's Neck. And when I would tell people back from California, yeah, we're living in One Arnold's Neck. And they pictured what? Someone's neck. Right? Well, that's not what it means here. It means a, a land that sticks out. It's a neck of land that sticks out. And so they were picturing some guy named Arnold and his neck and everything. But, but we just had moved out here in 1988. We were living uh, and sleeping on the floor at some friend's house. And we went to see this house, and uh, we saw it in the... In the Ad back when they had classified ads. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and we went to see this place right and we and, and I got there. I went by myself the first time just to check it out and no one was there. And 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 I and it was like right on the water, looking overlooking uh, the cove, Greenwich Cove. And you know, I actually got out of the car and I went and and by the house and I was like, I was stunned. This is just looking at it, and I I thought, there is no way that we are going to be allowed to live here. Mm -hmm. Really, that's the way I felt. I was afraid to even touch the place because I thought, I'm going to be so disappointed because this is, like, unbelievable. You know, to to actually live in a place like that is something I had always wanted to do. It just was incredible. And so uh, we went to see the inside. We met the landlord there, and there was a bunch of people that were coming to look at this place, right? And we thought, there's no way. And we had this old station wagon. Some of you remember, we, we pull up in this old station wagon, and there's somebody else that's looking at the house driving a Porsche, yeah. right? <laughs> the people just before us said, you know, they're driving a Porsche, and we'll drive in this 1975 Buick station wagon. And we had all our kids with us, four kids and our nephew, uh, so five kids. And, uh, you know, we look at this place and I go, there's just no way, no way. And guess what? God opened up the door for us to live there. We found out later, <laughs> we found out later that the land, the, the gal, and she was very nice, uh, her and her husband uh, that owned it, uh, she said, you know, I felt like I had to, I had to rent it to you because you had so many kids and you had nowhere to be for Christmas. This was like just before Christmas. She felt sorry for us. She said I she it was kind of like against her better judgment. <laughs> you know, five kids in this little place and But you went back there twice. Yeah. So so we so we lived there. We got to live there and then we we moved to Connecticut. We lived there for a year. We went to Connecticut for a year and then we realized that was a mistake. We need to come back to Rhode Island. That's where we're supposed to be. And guess what? That house was vacant. Again, we moved back into the same house for another year and a half. It was unbelievable. Like, that doesn't happen, right? So that was a gift. You know, that, you know, that kind of thing. You know, these kinds of things that happen in people's lives. God just blesses. God gives you these gifts. I say all these things, for one, to... to, to uh, tell you my story but you know what you have a story too and if you stop and think of the things that that has have been given to you but the greatest gift i have to say this the greatest gift of all is what is jesus the greatest gift in my life is jesus bar none some of these things are incredible on one arnold's neck This church, that piano, these things are incredible. My wife, my kids, my grandkids, they're all incredible gifts that I have in my life. But you know what? None of them compare to the gift of Jesus in my life. say, that's kind of harsh. No, that's not harsh. That's, That's the truth. September 1st, 1976, I received Jesus and he gave his life to me. All these other things, they're like icing on the cake, really. He gave his life to me. He gave new life to me. He came into my world, into my heart and my life, and changed me forever. That's the greatest gift ever. That's the most valuable gift ever. That's the most incredible gift ever, you know. Jesus, it's Jesus. Jesus. What does it say in Romans 6:23 the wages of sin is death but what the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord? I received eternal life the gift of God that's the gift of, that's the gift that I received. Changed me forever. I don't have time to talk about you know where I came from but It's not a pretty story, but he changed me forever. He he, he did a work in my heart and my life. I was a sinner heading for death, like all of us are. We are all, the Bible says, we're all sinners, every one of us. But God gave me this gift. It's a gift from God, and, and God gave this gift to me. Now, Webster's dis- defines this word gift as something tra- voluntarily transferred by one person to another without compensation. You get the idea, right? It's a gift. It's free. You're not going to pay any money for it. You're not going to give anything for it. And that's why it says in Ephesians, right, that, that it's by grace you've been saved, what? Through faith, and this not from yourself, it's what? The gift of God. It's a gift he's given to us. And you can say, well, he's he's talking about faith there. But it's the whole picture. It's everything, really, that's been given to us by grace. It's not something that you and I earn. He says it's not by works, so that no one can boast. I can't boast about any of these things. But definitely not the fact that he changed my life. I can't boast about that. I, I was... I was lost. I was heading down a, a, de- a path of death and destruction. You know, it would have been, you know, incredible if I had still been alive when I was 25, I thought. But he came into my life, and it was a gift that he gave to me that completely changed me. It's, a, it's grace. You know that phrase, the gift that keeps on giving? You heard that before? Yeah. That, that's what this is. It's not a one-time thing. Well, you know, He came into my life and changed me, and then... No, it's this, this is a gift that, that He gave me, His life, that goes on and on and on and on. It's eternal life. It's eternal grace. It's eternal love. It started with His birth, which we looked at in Luke chapter 2, right? But, but it didn't stop there, did it? I think, you know, sometimes we think, you know, the celebration of of Christmas is just about that little baby and the birth. Well, he didn't stay in the manger, thankfully, right? He, he, He grew up, and he lived an incredible life, and he taught incredible things. But it didn't stop there, did it? He went to the cross for you and for me. But it didn't stop there, did it? No, he was buried and he rose from the dead for you and for me. You see, it's the gift that doesn't stop. It's, that's why it's, it's so important, it's so radical, so transforming, so real. It's Jesus, and, and Jesus is still giving today, isn't he? He didn't stop when he, when he rose up into heaven. In fact, he said, you know, I'm going to go so that I can send, Right? So that I can send my spirit, the Holy Spirit, to be with you always, to help you and, and to help you in every part of your life. And, and Jesus, by his spirit, is helping me. Today. He's given me the gifts that I need to function in this world and in this life and, and serving him. It's the gift that keeps on giving. You might, you might think, well, if I only had, if I only had. Well, if you have, let me tell you, Jesus in your heart and life, you have, you have everything the potential for everything is there. Jesus. Why did he do it? Why did he do it? What does it say in John 3, 16? For God so loved the world, right? It's love. You know, when you give somebody a gift, right, what do you, why do you give it to them? So you can get something back. Right? No. You give it to them because you care about them, right? You love them, you like them, whatever it might be. You give them a gift. And and it's no different with with this gift here, that this this gift that God gave, He he loved us. He loves the world. He loves you. He loves me. He wants to to give me His life. He wanted the best. And notice here it says that, that He gave His only begotten Son, in John 3, 16, you know, he, he, he gave his best, right? What else could he have given? He could have given a lot of things, but what was the most important thing that the father had? He had his son. The most valuable thing that he had, he gave his son. This was no re-gifting, just so you know. You know about re-gifting? Right, somebody gives you something, and you go, man, What what is this? And then you wrap it up again and you give it to someone else. This was nothing like that. That's what we do, right? This is, this is him giving the very best that he had because he loved us. He gave his son. He gave his son, his only son, for you and for me. One more point about this is that we still have to receive it, right? We still have to receive it. You know, if you have got a gift, if someone gives you a gift. My neighbor came over last night and uh, he was bearing gifts, right? And, you know, he brought over this gigantic box of chocolate. I mean, seriously, it's like this big and this tall. It's probably mostly paper inside there, but you know, it felt pretty good. And then he, and then he also brought a, a giant for the folks upstairs, this giant tin of those, you know, I mean, seriously, big. Those butter cookie things, you know, come in the metal tins. Oh. I have to sneak upstairs and get some more of those. But he brought this other gift, right? He brought this other gift and he says, you're going to like it. You're, it's wrapped. The other ones were not wrapped. I knew what those were. It's wrapped. And, and he said, you're really going to like it. And I said, can I open it now? But, but I like, I actually like the suspense. I want to wait. I said, I'm going to put that under the tree and I'm going to wait. I'm not going to open it now. I'm going to open it on Christmas because I want at least one present this year. Laughter. I say that, and you're all going to feel sorry for me and bring me all these presents next week. Please don't. I'm not asking for anything. I got a lot of gifts. I got I get more than you can imagine. But I still have to unwrap that gift, right? I could leave it there all year long. It's probably tools, because him and I, you know, he, he likes tools, I like tools. He probably gave me some more tools. Larry? Yeah. yeah. See? So I can just think about it but, but you know what I got at some point I got to open, the, open that package I got to take it I got to take it for myself and it's the same with the sun, right we got to open the package we got to take it we got to receive that gift because if we don't it's still, it's still there it's still sitting there It's the same with with, with the world around us. You know, again, those that have received that believe in Jesus, we have this gift and, and, you know, we just kind of share our lives and we kind of say that Jesus is in my life and, and you know what, he loves you too. You don't have to, you know, hammer on people. You just be who you are and let them know that there's a difference in your life and his name is Jesus. And he loves you too. That's all you need to say. And then they have to decide whether they want to open that But for you that are sitting here today, you know, have, you, have you opened that gift? Have you received that gift? That's the question, isn't it? I want you to turn with me to the end of the book. We were in our Bible study on Wednesday night, and, and uh, uh, Big John did a study on favorite verses, right? And I was not able to be here for that. And so I said... Okay, but I want to know what did you guys say were your favorite verses? And and uh, you know I heard John 3:16 and uh, what else did I hear? I forget some of the other ones I heard. But but someone said the last chapter of Revelation. The last chapter was the last chapter of Revelation. So I want you to turn with me to the last chapter of Revelation. You know, because we have the advantage where we can read the, we can go to the end of the story, right? And read. Find out what happens. I was reading a book the other day and I just, it was kind of, it was it was just a fiction, a Christian fiction book, but I, you know, it was disturbing and I said, I can't read this anymore. And I thought, well, I could go to the end and read it and find out what how it happens. But you know, I just kind of made up my own ending and just threw the book away. I didn't want to read it anymore. We don't have to make up our own ending here, though. It's incredible what God is doing. We can see in Revelation 21 and 22, we see heaven pictured for us. No more sorrow, no more tears, no more death, no more suffering. It's it's all going to be right. It's all going to be made right. But I just want to look at two verses here, verses 16 and 17. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The Spirit and the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come, and whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. That's what we're talking about here, the greatest gift ever, the free gift of the water of life. you got to take it. you got to receive it. Whoever's thirsty, let him come. I know I was so thirsty when I gave my life to Jesus. I was searching, tried everything I could get my hands on. But Jesus is the one who made a difference in my life the root and the offspring of David, the bright morning star. This is the last verse. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. It's a gift. It's the greatest gift. You think about that. You got a week. We're to, next week, we're going to look at part two, which is the greatest gift from us. This, this week, it's the greatest gift to us. It's Jesus himself. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you. You are the God who loved us so much that you sent, that you gave your only Son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the gift that we're... As believers, we're celebrating this birth, but it was a gift that you gave, the gift that doesn't stop, the gift that keeps giving, the gift that changes us forever and ever and ever. Some of the other gifts that we have, you know, they're they're somewhat temporary. Some of them will break down. Some of them we won't own anymore. Some of them will pass away. But you, Lord, in our hearts uh, is eternal life the eternal gift. We thank you that you've given your Amen. life to us and for us. I pray, Lord, for any maybe that have never received that gift, and, and, and this is a good time to say, I, I, I receive and I believe in Jesus, the Savior of the world, Christ the Lord. And you can do that. You simply open your heart and say, please, come into my life. I receive this Gift, the gift of God today, December eighteenth, two thousand and sixteen. Lord, I thank you as well for all those that have received this gift, and and I pray, Lord, for each one of us that that we would keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. You'd help us to live this life. It's it's hard sometimes. I can't even. Uh, you know, go on sometimes, but because you answer, you hear our cries, you help us, and you, you, you're always there for us to help us. And not only that, you're going to take us to your heavenly kingdom one day soon. Father, bless us as you already have, and we thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and sing together, shall we?